Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Luke Anderson, astronaut, a man barely interesting. I just picture you sitting on the rail at a strip club. Eating a lunchable. Will Darkens, hot air balloon attendant, frightened by technology. I, I love you, but you're saying that this little old man, this dude was a clean 6'6". We have the capability to build the 33rd best radio show in Portland on Saturdays about sports. The Sinner and the Saint will be that show better than they were before. Sportsier, funnier, more Labradoodles. <laughs> St. Tailgate Show on 1080 The Fan. The Odyssey. Map and 1080thefan.com. Hey, 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 happy Saturday, Portland. I hope everyone out there is having a fantastic morning to start things off. But most importantly, Will Darkens, how are you doing, young man? Oh, I'm good, young sir. Did you miss me? What were you doing last weekend? And yeah, we missed you. We missed you. We missed you. Rust and I were here. We yeah. were chopping it up, talking crap listener, about the Blazers. A lot of listener complaints that I wasn't here and that it was you running things. Did you host the show while I was away? Yeah, I hosted the you show. You sat in this chair. I let sat Rust in that chair. sit over there. Yeah. How, yeah. How'd it go? Did you piss anybody off? Well, I usually do it about... Because you take like, I think, eight... Is it eight camping trips every year? Uh... It's, Roughly, yeah. Roughly eight. Yeah, yeah, I've got I've got three on the schedule right now, but there will be more that will be added in because not all of them require reservations. That's right. So, well, I yeah. understand. Yeah, I yeah. get it. I get it. We do we do some roughing it camping as well, where we just go up into the national forest, just find a couple trees to hang the hammock in, and just swing up there and and live there for a little bit. No reservations required, but we've got three reservations on the book. We've got uh, Swift Reservoir mm. uh, for Memorial Day coming, oh. coming right up around the corner. We've got our August trip up to Hood Canal, mm. and we've got another one uh, booked for Cape Disappointment. That should be a good one. Is that a real thing? Yeah, Cape Disappointment. It's down in Ilwaco, right, uh, right before you get to Long Beach on the Washington side. It's uh, apparently where uh, Lewis and Clark showed up on the Washington coast and they're like oh we made it down the Columbia River we made it to the ocean and they got there and they couldn't see the ocean because it was all fogged in so keep disappointment how much of a boner is that you go all that way like yeah, that's a long walk a bunch of women and children die of dysentery I think diarrhea that was the Oregon Trail rattlesnakes Oregon Trail that's right it's the same thing nope yes different, two different trips what yeah you're telling me Lewis and Clark did not lead the Oregon Trail, no. It was not a wagon train. That was a exploratory mission commissioned by the uh, United States government to go see what's out there so we can continue this uh, thing we like to call Manifest Destiny. Let's continue to, uh, you know, grow our empire. Now we are white. We own everything. Kind of, yeah. So who the hell led the Oregon Trail then? What do you mean? Well, somebody had to lead the damn thing. It was I'd, a bunch of people, a bunch of pilgrims. Sure. Getting bitten by rattlesnakes and eaten by bears. Somebody had to be the ringleader of yeah, that. Yeah, it was me in my second grade class. I sat at uh, the old Commodore 
and uh, typed away. Shot a bunch of buffalo. Oh, did you really? I did. Oh, are you did kidding? you play that game all the time? Yes, of course. Who yeah. did not play that game all the time? There is a downloadable version that you can get now that's uh, that runs quite well, but uh, it's not the same thing. There's just something about putting in those funny names and seeing your children on a headstone when you're like, <laughs> poopy pants died of dysentery. You yeah. just hope that they work out. Maybe you shouldn't have drank that water, idiot. Yeah. If you'd have been drinking mead like your father, Damn. you'd have been just fine. Those MFers walked a long way. <laughs> they did. God. And then they get to the uh, the edge of the Pacific Ocean, and they're like, whoa, look at that. And they're like, look at what? Oh it's just fog. God, the earth's flat. Yeah. I don't think it is. Uh, but to answer your question earlier. Don't you think they would have thought that, though, if it was just foggy? Like, if I was a settler, and I was on the Oregon Trail, and I got yeah. to the edge, and all I saw was fog... I would totally have thought that's just open space and that we got to the end of Earth. Again, two different things. Lewis and Clark, not settlers. They were they actually had to walk there and then walk back. The wagon trains, they came out here when they had everything on their backs and then they set up homesteads. The so end of the Oregon yeah. Trail, do you know where the end of the Oregon Trail was? Is it Fort Clatsop? Well, it was Oregon City. Oh. Yeah. That's where you went. You went to Oregon City and then you set up shop and then you migrated out from there. Okay. Yeah. yeah, see here, this is what I'm getting confused because I'm on the Wikipedia page sure. and I'm very quickly just surveying it. Yep. Um, Not reading it. No, 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 no. Skimming it. Looking for buzzwords sure. here. I do see Mormon on here. Yeah, more men. So there's so, more men than women? No, no, Mormon as in the... Oh, uh, gotcha, the faith. Yeah, the faith. So these people were all a bunch of Mormons, I can assume, right? All of uh, All of them. Who? Okay, it was a Mormon expedition. We're talking about two different things. That's what I'm reading here on the Wikipedia page. And what are you reading about? The Oregon Trail? Let's see, there's or a Or Lewis and Clark. Two different things. Well, I saw both of those phrases, so I'm just assuming it's the same thing. Fair enough. It says Smart. the Oregon Trail. There's a red line. Yeah. And it's just shooting from east to west. Yeah. So Lewis and Clark round trip. They had to go and then go back and report what they had. So they had to walk all the way out here and then walk back and tell everybody what they discovered. Dude, I'm sorry, but like even during that time, yeah. if I was one of those guys they told me I had to do I'd be like, no, I'll write you a letter. <laughs> Not oh, and walking back and to you're tell gonna you? hand it to which postman? I don't know. I'll go. I'll find the closest postman I can, and I go. You deliver this to that address. I ain't yeah. walking back. I'm here now. That's what you're doing. Oh, I'm I'd, not friggin' yeah. I'm just moving in. I got Sacagawea with me. Yeah, I'm into her. Yes. she's into me. This is great. We're These just... people are incredibly kind. I'm not going back there where they were trying to get me to do a friggin' thousand mile round trip on yeah. my feet yeah they're cool with me they're giving me food these people are great you're the terrible one yeah that's that's your stance some dude from missouri <laughs> i guess missouri wasn't a state at that point but uh i think missouri might have might have been i think meriwether lewis might have lived in missouri i mean the st louis the arch <laughs> yes the rapper meriwether lewis <laughs> The St. Louis Arch is uh, there to, you know, represent the gateway to the West. That's where the Oregon Trail. Oh, for real? <laughs> I didn't know that. Do you know anything about history? A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. I know that there was a bunch of Mormons who all got together and decided they're going to go explore the West. Yeah. Well, then they, they're like, Utah, Nobody, nobody's going to want this place. Let's just <laughs> make, it, make it our own. It's all mountains. Who the hell would want to climb this? Yeah. Uh, I think we just settle right here. Yes. That's, that's one of the things that I've always found interesting about the settlement of the West. The people that just went, ah, good enough. They just stopped, like, oh, just, uh, just post up here. Yeah. Because there's some in-between places as you drive across this beautiful land of ours, this this United States. There's some spots you get to and you go, who was the one that just decided like this dirt patch was going to be home? That's somebody that just went, my feet are tired. All right. Build here. Yeah. See, I don't think it was so much of like, this looks good. I think it was like, we've run out of resources oh, yeah. and this is going to be it. And I do see some animals on that horizon. Yep. So we could probably eat tonight. Like, yep. let's D do this. It, yeah. It didn't look good. It looked good enough. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You want to get into the Donner Pass? You ever hear that story? Mm. Ooh, ooh, is that ooh. the one that all uh, ate each other? Yeah. And they were about a mile from safety. That one's always... Got caught in a snowstorm. Got a little disoriented. 
Yeah, that was a uh, different time. Uh, this is what I will say. Be happy that you live now in this world. Oh, dude. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just like, I you know, I, no, I think no, about no, that. No, go ahead and tell me. No, you know. I don't know. I think about my uh, future kids and the idea, and this is going to be Real quick, your, when you say future kids, I just picture kids like the Jetsons. Like, you're like. They'll be born now, but they're future kids. Like they'll have oh, like, you mean, yeah, like yeah, yeah. metallic suits and right. whatever. Like that's their designation. No, <laughs> they're no, no. future kids. Yeah. Like listen, you two, you two little rascals. You're gonna go and you're gonna set up for the future. You're gonna be ahead of everybody else. Future kids. Okay. Check that. Let's go. Let's rewind that back and say eventual kids. Okay. Gotcha. My eventual kids, and this is probably for your twins too. Sure. They will never understand what life was like. And I'm not going to say the internet before frigging phones and tablets. Oh, yeah. You know before I mean? smartphones yes. or before cellular phones? No, just smartphones. Sure. The ability that, like, this rectangle I'm holding in my hand, I can order food from, electronics, sex, how cars. Far, how far down the list of things that you do mm. with that device, right. how far down that list is phone calls, actual phone calls? Boy, that's a good question. I don't really make too many actual phone calls now. And I did this recently. I went through my recent call log, and I was like, it's basically my wife, my brother, and my mom. That's it. And then, like, telemarketers. (laughs) (laughs) That's all it is. Yeah, outside of that number. Yeah, most most people don't pick up the phone either. No. Like, oh, my... My father. Uh, we've 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 discussed my father on this show many a time. The old man. The old man uh, was griping today because he was trying to get a hold of his doctor for something, and this was you know uh, yeah. weeks ago. But they, this they, is a they, common thing when old people have to like get a hold of their doctors. Yeah. For some reason, they always have trouble doing it, yeah. and then it's just like and then a anytime huge, you have to get a hold of your doctor, it's like oh, oh, boy. I just I shut him a text and I had an appointment <laughs> yeah. the next day. That's right. I got on the portal. Yeah. So. He waits a half hour on hold, and they're like, sorry, we're going to have to call you back. Can we call you back sometime in the next 24 hours? Okay. My dad's response to that is, the likelihood of me picking up my phone in the next 24 hours is next to zero. Because, to quote him again, I have a cell phone for my convenience, not for yours. And he says this all the time because if you call him, he never picks up his phone. And he occasionally returns voicemails. I have a, f- well, I have a cell time? phone for my convenience, not for yours. <laughs> Dude. That's my father. That's the old man. That is genius. It is genius. That should be. Uh, I have adopted yeah. that partially because I actually have to use mine for, you know, actual correspondence in life. Yes. For work and things yes. like that. Calling, from calling business prospects. Yes. Working for doing things yes. for making the engines of commerce run. It requires me to participate in society that I pick up the phone on occasion, mm. but not my father. He is to the point where he is retired and he does not need to pick up the phone just because you think he needs to pick up the phone. Well, I think I'm going to uh, start adopting that as well. Uh, you can, you can have it. I have a cell phone for my convenience, not for yours. That is everyone's to take. Portland, adopt that practice. Have a great time with it. Uh, okay. So I'm just uh, cycling through our our uh, Oregon Trail thing here. Yeah. And Lewis and Clark. Sure. Which are not the same thing. But they're on here. Yes. Somebody on the text line saying, did Will go to high school? <laughs> I, I did go to high school. He played football. He didn't have to go to class. Yeah. He's very good. 34th uh, linebacker in the country, if I'm not mistaken. That is correct. Yeah, look yeah. at that. Look at that fun fact for uh, you. Yeah, yeah. Somebody else saying uh, the Oregon Trail was not a single trip. I didn't know that either. What? Yeah, no, it wasn't just a big herd of people going all at the same time. It, the It was a trail. I had, Okay. We got on this tangent because you asked me what I did last weekend, and then we started talking yeah. about camping and Cape That's Disappointment right. and the whole thing. Yeah, what so, of it? So my trip, well, I'll explain. Okay. I had to teach somebody what a trail was this weekend. What, a kid? No. An adult man? An adult man. Oh, I had to wait, te- he didn't get the concept of what a trail is? No, he didn't fully understand <laughs> what a trail is. <laughs> okay. Okay. This this story might push us a little over since we're already a little over. That's okay. It's worth it. I was I was in Hemet, California, visiting my in-laws. Mm. 
my uh, <clears throat> father-in-law has a prospective piece of property. He's interested in purchasing. The only problem with this piece of property is it's 40 acres right on the edge of town, sitting on the foothills, looking over the town. Beautiful view. Ooh. If you go to the very top of the property, it looks over the other side of the ridge, and you can see Diamond Valley Lake. Oh. It's a very nice prospect yeah. piece of property. And compared to the properties around it, you're looking at probably a 80% reduction in price because... It's landlocked. There is no access road to it. You need permission from all the properties around it to get into it. Ooh. Therefore, he has no road access, so there's no way to build. There's nothing to do with this property. So he's going through the legal battle, f figuring out how he can get access to this property. Mm. So he tells me that I need to wear hiking boots and long pants, and we'll go and we will traverse the landscape Ooh. right off of town to get to this property. So we go and we hike into this property and we go through a field that's all tilled up. We go through sagebrush. We go over boulders. We go over whatever. We get to the property and he's like, he's like, yeah, one of the problems is they've got this dirt bike trail going through the property. Mm. He goes, so if I buy it, I'm going to have to, you know, rustle people off of it. I go, I'm sorry. We got there after hiking through, you know, just moderate wilderness, which he thought was like the craziest hike we've ever done it's bushes right? this is yeah. bushes yeah like you've ever been to southern california yeah it's bushes. yeah it's bushes so we get there and he goes this dirt bike trail going through i'm gonna have to do something about that and i go okay this trail right here is our way out he goes what i go well it's a trail it's going to take us somewhere so what do you mean <laughs> the tr the trails here because people have walked this path ridden dirt bikes or ridden bicycles on this path so often that it has worn an actual trail into the ground. So I say we follow that back so we don't have to go through sagebrush, fields, and over boulders. And he goes, oh, I don't know if this will work. I don't know where it comes out. I go, I promise you it's not coming That's, out. It's somebody's yeah. backyard. Yeah. So we walk on the trail. The way in was wasn't excruciating by any stretch of the imagination, but he did have to stop me a couple times for breaks. And then on the way out, we just kind of strolled out. He's like, this is amazing. And as we get to like the edge of the trail, he's like, I wonder where this goes. And I'm like, well, we, it's a trail. we yeah. surveyed it from a park and we're very close to that. I'm guessing it comes out at Simpson Park. We walk out and he's like, do you think this is legal? And I go, yes. I go, there have been enough people <laughs> on this trail to have worn a trail in the ground that there's a trail here. And we get back to the end of the trail and there are signposts indicating which direction the trail goes. You know, and he was yeah. just, I'm not too flummoxed by the whole idea because he spent two days explaining to me the different ways we could possibly go in and the potential trouble we had if we took these yeah. different paths into the property. So we get there and I had to, I had to basically walk him out of there and go, all right, just every time you go in there, just take this trail. So I'm not too bothered by this because really? this is like one of those funny human occurrences that happen where a word has been used so many times it loses its original meaning. Because really, the meaning of trail is a path that leads you to an end destination <laughs> yeah. or to a mark. Yes. But so many people today think of trails as just like, well, it's a, th a thing I walk on. I guess. It's a nature sidewalk. <laughs> yes. I think that's what he was thinking. Yeah. And so then when you brought up this earth shattering idea that like the well, no, trails are meant to just lead you somewhere. Yes. So you're going to end up somewhere. He's like, wait, what? He was. Yeah. Well, but it's like you, the Oregon trail thinking like Lewis and Clark navigated. Well, it wasn't a trail when no. they were going. They, they were just walking in the middle of yes. nowhere. They were, they were, they were plotting a path to get to the other yeah. side of whatever this land mass is. They didn't really know where they'd end up. And they finally get to the end where they're like, well, here's another ocean. It's all fogged in, hence Cape Disappointment. The Oregon Trail was an actual trail that different people took at different times because it took you from Missouri to Oregon City. We've all learned something. We feel smarter. Not really. Nah. Well, I still don't know why Lewis and Clark weren't on that. <sighs> yeah, if they'd have taken that trail, it would have been a lot easier than just navigating their own way. Dummies. Well, they would have been lost. Yeah. Anyways. Is that right? Do you want to talk some sports? Oh, yeah. I mean, I know what you're going to want to talk about. Well, I'm, I will ask you, do you want to start with the Blazers? You know what? I do. Okay. Well, then let's do that. Blazers on a four-game losing streak, now in seventh in the West. We start there. Center and Saint, 1080 the fan.
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. So yes, before you have a trail, that trail has to be blazed. Lewis and Clark, trail blazers. What you doing there? <coughs> I see. Oh, I blaze up that effect. trail, bro. Yes, sir. Um, so we transitioned very seamlessly from Lewis and Clark to your we, oh. Portland Trailblazers. Right. Yeah, there you go. But Portland, not the destination for the Oregon Trail. Portland, kind of a, you know, a little bit of an outlaw town back in the day. Four. Count them four straight losses. Four straight losses. So those losses are to, you know, very good teams. I mean, you look at losing to the Clippers. Uh, by just one, you lost to Denver. By just one, uh, this was one to Memphis. Memphis is actually playing better. Playing well, playing better than the Blazers. Hey, oh, no, yeah. Um, got Memphis again tomorrow night. <laughs> I, I, I'm watching you search. You get your one. All right. Very, very timely with that. You were not ready for it right there. Um. Okay, you had you had something you wanted to rant on with this Blazers team. Oh. Should I just give you should I just give you the the green light on that before? Well, I don't know. What do you think? It seems like you were leading up to something. No, it's just it's it's a four game losing streak when sixth place is crucial now because you've got that play in scenario, um, and oh, you, right. you feel like you, you feel like the Blazers at some point are going to break through and beat one of these teams above them in the standings. They have failed to do so. They still have just one win in the third game of the season over the Lakers, which is a team that sits above them in the standings. So you hope that when Memphis comes to that, at least they can continue their string of beating the teams that they're better than, and they can't do that. Uh, no, they can't. And I think what was so dis, uh, demoralizing about last night was the fact that this was probably Yusuf Nurkic's Ba- well, recently best game of the season because he's had double doubles before and I think he's played better games than this. Sure. Uh, I know that when he was at the beginning of the season, when he was coming back for the first time, he was playing very well. Um, but, you know, I think what makes it demoralizing is the fact that you in the third quarter looked like you were running away. They did you that. They look, did it against Denver too. They did do it against Denver, but Denver it was one of those things where you expected it to sure. go back and forth because Denver is such a good team. Even without Jamal Murray, Denver has been playing incredibly well. I think they've won five of their last six. Without yeah, I think, Jamal they, Murray. I think they started playing better when Jamal Murray yeah, got hurt. They were on a three-game losing streak. It's crazy. And then, yeah, but you know, 
what made the Memphis one so just kind of like, wow, this is it, was that Memphis is nowhere near the talent that the Denver Nuggets are. Memphis is nowhere near the type of playoff challenge that the Denver Nuggets are. Memphis is nowhere near the type of height, power, and endurance that the Clippers are. And so at a moment in the third quarter midway through where Nurk was scoring something like six straight points and you started to build a lead of about five or seven, that should have been the close. That should have been the shutting the door and going, this three-game losing streak is over. This part of our season is over. We're tired of it. We are going to plant our asses in sixth place and ride this thing out, go into the offseason with some wins and some momentum, avoid the play-in tournament, and let's make our best case here. And you didn't. And unfortunately now, this thing is going to keep going. Yeah, You're going to keep losing. Um, I mean, this could go up all the way until six or, or six or seven game losing streak. You can't convince me they can beat Memphis tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, they can, I, they can, but I don't think boy. it changes the the expectations of the team. Just what I'm seeing is, you know, it's it's a team that was so exciting when Damian Lillard was in Dame time mode, right? Playing without CJ. This was before the, the Norman Powell trade, no Nurk and Dame was winning games by himself at the end. The thing that's so disheartening is now you have Powell who is a upgrade, even for people that see, you know, big numbers coming out of Toronto is an upgrade over Gary Trent jr. Okay. You, ha- you have CJ McCollum who is back and playing. You have Nurk putting up double doubles and somehow you can't close games now. So if you the, if if the team is supposed to be better with CJ and Nurk and Norman Powell, if that's the narrative that they're trying to sell you, why can't they close games? They could close them without those guys, but now you have them all down the stretch and somehow you cannot close out a game. And and I will say that against Denver, I think when you have a 10-point lead in the third quarter, you still have to do exactly what you said about Memphis. It's put your foot down and go, we're going to win this damn game. Right, and just and just you, you got to do that, but uh, like I was saying, like you don't expect that because sure. Denver's really good. I I get that, but you but when you when you have momentum, you need it to continue. And and if if you if you push make a push in the third quarter and then deflate going into the end of the game, it just shows you that the expectations for the end of this season should be all right. Let's get to the playoffs. Let's lose as quick as we can. Let's fire everybody and let's try to start over. Here's a, uh, well, two interesting stats for you. One in that, and I'm I'm hoping everybody is aware of this and they will quit trying to uh, put out this whole, this team is better after the Norman Powell trade because they're not. But that's what they're trying to sell you? No, I understand that, but they've won three games in April. They're three and nine. Yeah. So they're not better. And you can tell me that it's because they missed three games, but there's been nine of them. So. Um, you know, if you, even if you lost those three games and you were better than you were before starting the month of April, you should at least be above 500 at this point. So you're not a better team. In fact, I would argue you got worse somehow. And I don't know why, uh, the other stat is that Damian Lillard hasn't scored 30 points since April 2nd. Yep. You talk about not being able to close out opponents. That's, that's your indicator. Yep. Damian Lillard's exhausted. He is at the end of games looking like he doesn't have that ruthless mentality. He doesn't have that Viper mentality where you see a team starting to wane. You see, you see the cracks starting to come into your opponent and you see the water coming out and you go, awesome. I'm going to blow through this hole right now. We are going to win this game. Yeah. I'm taking this thing over. And it's, I reference back to the third quarter when you started to build the seven game lead. And like you had said too, with Denver, you start to build like a 10 point lead. Mm Mm-hmm. That's when Damian Lillard comes on. That's when he turns it on and he goes, they're weak. I can see it. I'm going to just kill this thing. And he can't do it. And he can't do it because he's had to carry this team for the better part of two thirds of a season. And so now you're at this point where, like you said, you know, get to the playoffs first round exit. Probably, you know, if you even can get out of the play in tournament and then just, just ship the team. Just, you know, get rid of Terry Stotts, yep. you know, 
Get rid of CJ McCollum or Norman Powell somehow because you can't keep both. Well, get rid of Neil Olshay. Yeah, get rid of Neil Olshay. Let somebody else make the decision. Neil Olshay clearly has a love affair with the players that he's drafted or or traded for, and and they want to do everything they can to keep this team together. And and I don't know what the move is, but you just need different people in charge. And if it continues this way, I think that's the conversation that we have at the end of the season. Now, I've said this for weeks, which is – if that's what you're staring down, what do you do? If you're Terry Stotts and you're Neil Olshay and your jobs are on the line, what do you do? Because you have to do something different. But the problem is it feels like every time we sit down to talk about this team, you just kind of go, hold on, I guess this is what it is. Yeah. So you would think somebody would have the courage at some point to stand up and go, guys, this isn't the way that it has to end. But it just feels like they're doing the same thing night in and night out. And the reason that that you know, Nurk played a better game. And the reason that you hope he played a better game is he's probably getting into game shape. He wasn't in game shape coming into yeah. the season. And he, he was great last night. He wasn't in game shape coming out of it. So yeah. may, maybe the answer, maybe the answer is just everybody getting a little bit more familiar with the new guys being, being there, the, the veterans being back, sure. CJ, uh, Nurk being back, Norman Powell being part of the starting lineup. Maybe it's just everybody kind of figuring out how to gel together. <sighs> It just doesn't feel like it so far this month. I like this from the text line 503-250-1080. Honestly, it just looks like the players know that they have a lame duck coach and the focus just isn't there. Saw a similar thing with Oregon and Helfrich's last season. I, yeah. That's a really good comparison. And you also, if I have to uh, put it back on myself and my fandom, uh, Gary Anderson. You saw that too if you're a oh, sure. football fan that... In Gary Anderson's final games, you just saw that the team kind of had a disconnect with what the coach was saying and uh, or doing. Yeah. And I, and I think that's kind of what you're seeing at this point, you know, they can do these media interviews afterwards and say whatever they want in terms of like, you know, we're getting better. We see the improvement and everything. Well, you know, if the improvement was there, you'd win the games. Yep. It's I'm sorry. It's as simple as that, especially in pro sports. Well, and, and listen, I'll, I'll commend Terry Stotts. He's done a very good job as a Blazers coach. He's, he's taken them to the playoff year after year after year. Very good isn't good enough. You know, I mean, if you're going to win a championship, you have to be better than that. Neil Shea has made a lot of moves in the last couple of years to try to make this team better. And a lot of them that we thought would work. The Kent Bazemore move was a disaster, but everybody thought that, yeah, this will work I, at some point. I was on board with yeah, it. Sure, yeah. absolutely. He, he tried to convince us that Zach Collins was the guy. And guess what? Maybe he end up will end up being. But unfortunately, you've got a bad draw with some injury things. Nurk, same thing. When when they made that trade for Yusuf Nurkic and you had Nurk fever coming in, you're like, what a move by this guy. Also can't stay healthy. Not your fault. The Even going back to the Aaron Aflalo trade, where you have a <laughs> veteran coming in to back up Wes Matthews, you're like, this is a great West Matthew immediately goes down. A flow hurts his shoulder. Neither of them ended up getting the benefit of that trade that we thought we would. So you've made some move. You've tried some things and they haven't worked out and you're not getting fired because of a boneheaded move. You're getting fired because we need to try something different. I just, I just feel like that's where we're going. So what's the hail Mary that you have blazers. What's the move that you have? You're in playoff contention, go and shake things up. If it doesn't work, Worst case scenario, you're in the same spot you were before you made the shakeup. So just try something. You, you're not going to be able to make a big trade. You're not going to be able to make big splash. Just try something. I think it's also, there's a, maybe we can talk about it next, that there's a burden. A burden. Mm. A burden. We'll figure out what that burden is. I have no idea. And we'll talk about it after this Sports Interrupted. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. Is randomly selecting songs today, huh? No, I put a lot of thought into this. Dean Martin. Look, the marshmallow world. Is it snowing on the mountains today? I get it. I know you think all I did was just look through the library, see Dean Martin, and threw it in there. Yeah, maybe. Well, yeah, that's what I did. Okay. Just curious if uh, it might be snowing on the mountain today, huh? A little rain down here in Portland. Like one last little spring flurry up there for all you skiers and snowboarders. Mm. I had every intention of making it up to the mountain this year. I did not. 
a little disappointed with myself. Maybe you still can. Maybe I can. That's what I'm asking. If there's snow up there, maybe I'll go tomorrow. Then do it. I, these are words I'm saying. Don't know if I'll carry through with any of them, but saying them out loud. I'm out next week, too, by the way. Are you serious? Yeah, you knew that. Hawaii. Dude, I can't do a best of show right now. <laughs> like, I got to <laughs> save that for the summer. Yeah, you probably do. Because I can't do two best of shows. <laughs> like, all year. There's not enough. <laughs> This you can just replay this uh, just, show. Yeah, just word for word. Well, what's Russ doing? Let's get him back. That's probably has a life. Oh, that's too bad. That's disappointing. What is the burden? The burden that you referred to, Will? You said the Blazers are carrying a burden. The burden is, in fact, the legacy of your All Star, Damian Lillard. Ooh. I think there's a burden connected to it because so much of what you're doing as Neil Olshay, the GM or the owner is trying to now fulfill his destiny in a way. Okay. Because if you think about it from a fan perspective, a lot of people have now started to glom onto the trailblazers, not so much as a team, but for Damian Lillard and Damian Lillard's personality. And I have no problem with that. That's great. Damian Lillard is an all-star that we have not seen around here, probably in the team's history. Okay. I mean, I can't think of a bigger star than him. Clyde, I guess, but Clyde wasn't really a media personality in that time. Yeah. But I think that the focus has shifted so much with this team, not about like who we are as a team and what we want to accomplish, but how can we help Damian Lillard accomplish what he wants, which is in his mind, having a title that is one with his friends and his culture that he wants to create. It has been said over and over again by Damian Lillard that I would be a terrible GM because I would keep the guys that I like as fitting in the culture that I like to be around. Sure. My friends. And there is so much of that around right now in that we refuse to trade CJ or even think about it. We refuse to move Nurk or even think about it because he's injury prone. Okay. We kept Evan Turner because we we didn't. Yeah, we let him go. Well, we kept him yeah. the first time though. Yeah, yeah. And we paid him a lot of money. Sure. We did the same thing with Rodney Hood. Even though I will say Rodney Hood did an incredible job of helping us advance to the Western Conference Finals until he got hurt. Until it's, he got hurt. Yeah, it's just the, these are unfortunate circumstances. <laughs> but, but again, but, as a team, like that's it. You you are facing. You, you are you, you're going down two roads, and you got to pick. Is it Damian Lillard's way? What you want to do to satisfy him as a star, or what you view as the most prudent path to getting a championship, which is building better pieces around it. I'm going to read you some names and just think about the legacy for, for these players. Elgin Baylor, Carl Malone, Mm -hmm. Charles Barkley, John Stockton, Patrick Ewing, Allen Iverson, Reggie Miller, uh, Dominique Wilkins, Mm. George Gerving. What do these guys all have in common? No titles, no titles. You can still have a great NBA legacy and never win a title. Steve Nash, Pistol Pete, Alex English, Bob Lanier, Vince Carter, Tracy McGrady, Artis Gilmore. There's all these guys. Chris Paul playing right now. The legacy that you have is going to be determined on what you do in the community, what you do for a franchise, what you do for all of these people around you. And And how fans feel about you. And I think in the NBA, you can have a better legacy having not won a championship than you can in a lot of other sports. There's just something about it. I think if you look at an NBA superstar, I think that there's more appreciation for the impact that you have on your team. I mean, just Carl Malone and Stockton, what they did in Utah to put the jazz on the map and, and create, you know, a legacy for that team compared to the way that we look at a Dan Marino or a Phillip Rivers or these guys that never won a Super Bowl. I think you can say that an NBA player that never wins a championship in all sports, I think those are the guys that you look at it and go, yeah, but they were still great. They just ran into and then fill in the blank, whether it was Jordan or Kobe or, you know, Shaq. Yeah, whatever. But it, it, I, I feel like it, it may be the hardest championship to win because there's, there's only a handful of teams that just popped up and had a one-off championship. Detroit Pistons did. 
recently. Um, you look at the Dallas Mavericks. They're a team that did, but there's, man, it's a lot heat, of, a lot heat, of the heat the first time. Well, yeah, but Shaq was on that team. The yeah. first time the heat won a championship, Shaq left Los Angeles and went to play with Dwayne Wade. So was that really even a, a pop-up championship? It's been LeBron, the Lakers, the Spurs over the last two decades that win championships and Kobe Lakers. Oh, yeah. but that's, you know, he, he did play for the Lakers. But that's, I mean, those are your teams. And then you just have a few pop-ups in there, and it's its not a whole lot of them that didn't, didn't you know, get to the, the pinnacle. So it, I just Sounds feel like, like it's such a tough to, road. Yeah. But, but I think what you need for Damian Lillard, you just need, I, I think, a fresh start with new eyes, somebody coming in and going, all right, wh- how can we make this work for Damian Lillard? And Terry Stotts has had enough time. Neil O'Shea has had enough time to either figure out a strategy to make it work or to figure out a a team around him to make it work and it hasn't worked. So make the move now while you still have some Damian Lillard prime left so you can go out there and and see what happens. But you need to just try it up. Doug Collins got Michael Jordan close, but they need Phil Jackson to create a dynasty. I'm not saying that'll happen, but you got to try it. So you're saying we should hire Phil Jackson. What I'm saying is good versus evil is next. This is the Sinner and the Saint on 1080 The Fan and Odyssey. Have you been too busy to keep up on sports this week? What has happened to the, What has happened? What has happened to the national interest? No time to form your own opinions? I stand before you here today in the midst of gnarly times. Well, no worries, brah. Let the center and the saint shred the gnar while you just sit back and ride the wave. It's time for Good versus Evil. Brought to you by the titan of Hawaiian restaurants. 808 on 1080 The Fan. Anybody was playing well. You know, Julius is obviously killing Then, you know, down the board, everybody's, everybody's getting their numbers. Because, you know, anytime, you know, we're all sharing the ball and we're playing defense and getting out, you know, our bigs are doing a great job down there. And Nero's been blocking shots like crazy. So it's just, you know, it's a total team effort. Man, it feels great. All right. You probably didn't know, but that was some guy from Duke and he won't quit talking about it. RJ Barrett, New York Knicks are actually good for the first time in recent memory. They beat Atlanta Thursday night, moving into fourth place in the Eastern conference and have now won eight straight games. Many analysts and pundits have Tom Thibodeau marked as coach of the year. And Julius Randall is even on the outskirts of some MVP talk. Does this type of success make them any more appealing to big time free agents, say like Zion Williamson? Yes. In the future. Absolutely. I, I think the Knicks being good is good for the NBA. It's it's makes, you know, uh, Madison Square Garden that much more appealing when, you know, it's still considered by many to be the mecca of basketball. You can you can do only so much in a small market. I know we say it all the time with social media and everything. You get more ability, you have more of an ability to go out and, you know, make a name for yourself no matter where you are in the country. Dude, New York is awesome. New York is, has a special energy to it, and if you end up winning a championship for the Knicks, you would be king forever. 16 years, a lot of people don't get a chance to say that. Magic Johnson is the GOAT, you know, when you talk about playing the point guard position. So uh, I'm, I'm honored and privileged, but uh, I ain't done yet. <laughs> that was Cliff Paul's brother, Chris Paul, the 11-time All-Star past Los Angeles Lakers legend and Hall of Famer Magic Johnson for fifth place on the NBA's all-time assist list on Monday with about four minutes left in the fourth quarter. And their win against the Bucks. It was also revealed during an interview with The Athletic this past week that Paul turned down the 76ers trade offer when working with the Thunder to leave OKC. If you do remember when Paul was leaving OKC, they were basically like, look, where do you want to go? And apparently he did not want to go to the Sixers, even though they were uh, offering quite a bit. Do you think Chris Paul would have been better in Philly? I don't know if he would have been better, man. The story in Phoenix is kind of awesome. It's it's very, uh, very interesting how much of an impact he has had on Oklahoma City and Phoenix in the last year. I think that almost makes a more impressive run, especially after, you know, the the mess that they had in Houston with uh, with James Harden. I'm more impressed by what he's doing now than I would have been with anything that happened in uh, in Philadelphia. So. I, I don't know what he's looking for with a legacy. If he wanted to chase a championship, Philadelphia would have been a better choice. If he wanted to go and make an impact on a team, he made the right choice. You've got seven people who see it one way, and you've got millions who see it another way. 
Those people at home are the ones who are reacting to these calls. That's guy that will talk you into a corner, convincing you to co-manage a fantasy football team he plays with his family, Mike Florio. The NFL is seeking to make its on-field calls better, and they're not going to go for a sky judge, such as what tennis does, but rather allow replay officials on site to advise on-field officials. Meaning if there's a controversial call, the people up in the uh, little video room can say, hey, do this, idiot. Well, here's my question is, what does that sound like? They recommendate, they can make recommendations going, hey, uh, dummies, it's pretty obvious from up here that you blew that call. Why don't you go ahead and make it right? At what point is it a, a suggestion and just going, dude, it's obvious. We have the replay right here. I can see what happened. Just do this. And on field, they still get to look at it. So I don't, I don't know when the calls are going to be, you know, how much of an impact does this make? If they get their little tablet, they already get to look at the play on it. The obvious plays will already be called correctly. That's why they have replay. It's just getting another voice in the room. I guess it makes it better. Yay. They get their little tablet. <laughs> well, like th- this is for obvious plays, right? Uh, yeah, right, we totally missed yeah. that one. Yeah. You can see that on the tablet. So you have somebody yelling in your ear going, you missed it. I know I, I can see it. Sorry. I had, a, I had a bad angle. I don't have a bunch of cameras, Jeff. Shut up, jerk. Time for my favorite story of the week. This one comes from the UK. All right. Right then. All right. So uh-huh. it's that in. Teacher. Oh, no. Who got drunk and took students to a strip club on a school trip is banned for three years. I love the story. Hate the accent. So, oh, that sucks. Um, all right. <laughs> that is terrible. I mean, you're doing such a terrible yeah. job with it. It's awful. All Everything right. you're doing is terrible, and I'd like you to stop it, please. All right. Shut up. <laughs> A teacher who got drunk with his pupils and then took him to a strip club on a school trip to get this Costa Rica. How how old are these students? Is this a university? Are we talking uh, what what do they call it over there? Uh, grammar school or uh, grammar school? What, what do they call it in England? Secondary school. secondary school. That secondary school is like high school, right? Uh, yes, pretty right. much. Okay. It's That's it's fun. junior high and high school mixed. Oh, gotcha. I I learned that one from my uh, from my lovely wife, who yeah grew up in Wales. Uh, these are 16 to 18 year olds. So yes, I think it is secondary school kids. So I guess he was taking them on a school trip or a school field trip to Costa Rica. This was like a school activity. Sure. And then he said, you know what? Let's all get drunk together. And they said, sure. Cause they're 18 and 16. And then he said, you know something? This hotel room's boring. Let's go to a strip club. I'll bet you there's more naked (laughs) women at the strip club than there are in this room right now. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Who's, who's the rat? Let's let's be honest. The question is, who ratted out teacher on this one? Uh, it added that there was this report that they wrote about him. There was no malice or sexual intent in taking the students to the lap dancing club. The lap dancing club. Uh, Mr. Glenn was so drunk he admitted that he was unable to remember the night's events, although he accepted the allegations of those who were there. <laughs> which, if that's the case, I'm denying everything then. I don't remember that. I don't remember any of that. <laughs> I what? No, it's that doesn't a, sound like me. And it's only a three-year suspension? Yeah, from yeah. teaching. Yeah, it's like, ah, you know what? Take a little time for yourself. Come on back when you're ready. Yeah, you're I think pre- that gets you banned here. I'm pretty confident that it does. But you know in what? In fact, I think you're in jail. But you can also have nudity on the uh, old telly over there. So BBC late night. Well, maybe it doesn't get you in. Well, no, that wasn't. You remember the one story we had about the woman who was uh, doing a fans only account? Yeah, and she got of kicked naked. Out, she got her kids kicked out of school. Yeah, yeah, because, because she was she doing it. booby pics. Yep. I don't think she went to jail, but that's no, legal. I'm not saying jail, but yeah, it's just I don't know. A three year ban seems a little light for teaching when you got so drunk that you don't remember taking your students to the strip club. Maybe, maybe a different career is meant for you, or you know. Quit drinking. Well, yes, but quit teaching too. <laughs> yeah, like you know what I mean. Like, I'm sorry, you're not allowed to teach here anymore. Doesn't seem like a harsh penalty. See, your mind went to the teaching. Mine went. Mine went to like. It seems like you don't make good decisions when you drink. There's no question <laughs> this about is a that. Prime example. Yes, yes, but also it's like 
maybe moving forward, you should not be a teacher. You should also probably check in your drinking. Because I feel like anytime yeah. you ruin your career because of your drinking, yeah. then you should stop drinking. Yes. I think this should probably suspend your career permanently, not temporarily, therefore ruining your career, and you should probably address your drinking problem. Is that is that all encompassing for you enough? <sighs> I guess. I'm still yeah. offended, though. Yeah. Again, who ratted him out? Um. Mm. Yeah, that's what I'd like to know. Who turned mm. him in? Who was the student? Who was the nerd that went and turned in teach? Uh, okay, I have breaking news on this. Okay. You mean you read the rest of the article? It's breaking right now. I don't think they're qualified. It's breaking, breaking. trust me. <laughs> trust me, man. This is some breaking us right here. Richard Glenn, who taught IT at Longridge Tower School in Berwickton. Shire. Berwick Upton Tweed. Oh, my God. Yes. Seriously, this place is called Berwick Upton Tweed. <laughs> Could it be more English? I Yeah. Also threatened students and exposed himself to a woman in his hotel room. Okay, now this, this is the same guy? Yes. Okay, that's much worse. But I told you that's breaking news. Oh, breaking news. Next time we'll read the whole thing first. Also, he charged 4,850 euro. So he wasn't even fired. He wasn't fired for taking them to the lap dance club. He was fired for exposing himself and overcharging his card, which he doesn't remember any of. I think if he had just overcharged the card, he could have kept his job and kept drinking. Sure. And if now he the exposing in the strip yeah. club, that's what's going to get you in the hot water. <sighs> All right. That's our good versus evil. It's brought to you by our friends at 808 Hawaiian Restaurant. Their food is good, and I recommend that you eat it. It's very easy. All you have to do is go on to their website, ate-oh-ate. You can order it right there for to-go, pickup, delivery, however you want it. Whatever the most convenient for you is. Hey, we've got a... Twitter poll up on Twitter. I know. Novel concept. Go to at 1080, at Center and Saint 1080, at Center and Saint 1080. Participate in the poll. We will talk about it next. This is the Center and the Saint on 1080 The Fan and Odyssey. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 